Hi, I'm Michelle Morvan in the marketing department of Callaway's Nursery. Dallas-Fort Worth is our home. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Michelle, very, very much. I hope she still says that at the end of this hour. Let me tell you why. Uh, My wife and I took a road trip yesterday. I normally don't do anything on Saturdays other than do my uh, statewide program and and my KLIF program on Saturday afternoons. But we had a family funeral in Crockett, and uh, we'd had a funeral in uh, in the McKinney area the day before. And uh, I am... With vertigo, you don't travel much. You just find it very wearing, and you close your eyes a lot, and you look around a lot, so you're not looking at traffic coming at you. I, I don't drive. and uh, But uh, both of them were joyous celebrations of wonderful men. Uh, Chuck Drew and uh, James David McLeod, and uh, two wonderfully sweet and giving men, very kind and soft-spoken men. And we had a wonderful time, but oh my goodness, I'm just exhausted. I kind of rode the car ride all through the the night last night. And uh, so anyway, I told Mike Bass, just keep me going today, Mike. Just two hours, we can do this. Let's talk gardening. We are live today. Those of you who tuned in yesterday and said, well, that sounds kind of like the pre-Easter program, but he's not talking about Easter. Thank you to Stubby Doak for those careful edits to help me get through that. Uh, But anyway, we are live, and uh, I'd love to hear from you. The phone number before we begin the program in earnest is 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. And uh, please, give us a call right now, won't you? Let's fill the phone lines up. Mike Bass is running the boards and running the program and trying to keep me plugged in and going today. (laughs) We'll do this. I love talking about gardening. You know, i got to tell you one thing. Uh, not having been outside my county, um, I guess in seven months, uh, Colin and D- Dallas counties, uh, for a couple of doctor's appointments, um, East Texas in the springtime is ultimately inspirational. It's just beautiful going up and down those hills through the lush green pine forests. I grew up in College Station, about 30 miles from the Pine Forest. I was telling my wife yesterday as we drove uh, farther east, I said when I was growing up, it was just a treat to uh, get to get my mom and dad to take me from College Station to Huntsville so I could see the pine trees. And I remember Benny Simpson, the late Benny Simpson, the wonderful horticulturist for Texas A&M, uh, growing up out in the Panhandle, uh, getting his dad to take him down to the river to see the tree. <laughs> I'll never forget that comment. It's just beautiful. I asked my wife, the very much uh, wonderful school teacher and school board member now in McKinney and great mother and wife of almost 55 years, did you have any memories like that? And she said, yeah, going to Lazarus with my mom and eating and having that celery seed dressing. <laughs> oh, no, that's not what I wanted. But anyway, that's what it is. But East Texas, you are beautiful right now. So uh, let's uh, go, as we always do on Sunday morning, and visit with our friend Steve Huddleston, who doesn't want to hear any more of that dribble. Let's uh, get on with the important things of business. He's from the Fort Worth Botanic Garden Public Relations Manager. Steve, good morning. Well, good morning, Neil. It's beautiful at the Fort Worth Botanic Gardens. Oh, absolutely. Spring is such a pretty time of year. And in front of the Brit Building, we have a beautiful meadow of pink evening primrose and blue bonnets blooming. Uh, just beautiful. 
Uh, uh, Chinese snowball shrubs are still blooming spectacularly throughout the garden. Oh, my goodness. And they are. This is their second full week, and I'm sure we'll go into a third week with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Summer bedding plants are now being planted throughout the garden, so there's a lot happening, a lot to see, a lot to enjoy. This is 110 acres, folks, of absolutely beautiful gardens and and uh, and native trees and uh, all kinds of beautiful exhibits. If you go to fwbg.org, their website, you can kind of see the layout and, and uh, the beauty of it and, and get yourself all tempted and you want to go out. This is probably the most beautiful time of the year to go to the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. They're all beautiful, but especially now. And to become a member so you can go back many, many times, fwbg.org. Steve will refer to it again. Uh, what uh, what plant are you going to – oh, I see what you're going to talk about this week, one of my favorite Yes. Tells. Yeah, tell well, us. Well, actually, throughout April, we've been talking about viburnums, and today is our mm-hmm. native viburnum. This is rusty blackhaw viburnum. Uh, this is a native small tree or large shrub. It gets about 15 feet tall. It does well in full sun to dappled shade. In fact, it can even function as an understory tree or as an accent plant in the landscape. Uh, in the spring, it produces three- to four-inch wide clusters of creamy white flowers that absolutely cover the shrub when it blooms this time of the year. The leaves are a lustrous green. Fall foliage is burgundy, orange, and yellow. And then during the winter, the beautiful bark stands out, which has great textural interest. So this is truly a plant for each season of the year. They're in bloom in the woods right now, folks. If you drive out and and see a shiny leaf plant that Mm -hmm. has been in bloom for the last uh, probably 7 to 14 days, that's mm-hmm. Rusty Blackhaw, H-A-W, Blackhaw, one word, Viburnum. And it is a beautiful, uh, they get about as big as a, as a mid-sized to medium-large crepe myrtle. They're beautiful. Yes. And they do well in shade. I have a large one outside our living room window. Good, good call. Mm. So, what events do you have? Well, we have David Rogers' Big Bugs uh, through June 12th. Uh, This is an exhibit of 10 insect sculptures on a gargantuan scale. Uh, The exhibit is included in the price of admission, and these these sculptures are scattered throughout the garden, so you really need to stroll the garden to find each of the 10 sculptures. All right. And And something else is finishing up today. Yeah, that's right. Today is the second and final day of our ever-popular spring festival in the Japanese garden. That runs from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Uh, The last tickets will be sold at 3 p.m., but this event is a celebration of Japanese culture within the beautiful setting of our Japanese garden. We have Japanese dancers, drummers, koto music, demonstrations of martial arts, the tea ceremony, ikebana. Vendors will be selling pottery, art, jewelry, and other items. Food trucks and members of the Japanese uh, society will be selling authentic Japanese food. The festival is included with the price of Botanic Garden admission. And as I said, the, the last tickets must be purchased uh, by 3 p.m. And, folks, the rain chances are, are holding off until mid-afternoon or later, and so you have plenty of time to get out there. What time do things open today? Nine o'clock? Nine, yes. Nine. That, hey, time you get your shoes and socks on and get in the car, it'll be nine o'clock. So there you go. Yeah. How do they find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. Right, folks, that's just a couple miles west of downtown Fort Worth. It's the general area of, of uh, Casa Manana, the general area, but about a mile or two north of the, uh, the zoo. And mm-hmm. uh, it's the same exit as you would take for both of those. 24-hour information telephone number? 
That is 817-463-4160. And that website I gave earlier, you give it now. It's the same, yes, fwbg.org. You mean it hasn't changed? All right. It hasn't and that changed. Of time, no. That whole two minutes. Yes. I know. <laughs> All right. This is Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, and we thank him. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Okay. Huh? Talk to you next Sunday. All right. And that report sponsored by Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. Oh, my goodness. I think we may have some more business for Wortham Brothers when the rain moves in. If you have a roof that is challenged, if it is leaking, or if you're afraid that it soon will be, if you've had uh, hail damage or wind damage or are afraid that you might have, it's time to call Wortham Brothers for that free home inspection. If you're just afraid that your roof has been up there for enough years that you're concerned it may be aging out, it's kind of that same feeling you get with tires. You say, I don't know how many more miles, how many more years I want to go with this set of tires or this roof. You contact Wortham Brothers, and they'll come tell you. They're not going to look at your tires, but they'll certainly look at your roof. 972 562 57 88. They put a new roof on our home four years ago after we had substantial hail damage. They can do the same for you, and they'll do it better than anybody else around. I'm proud to recommend this company to you. They serve all of North Central Texas. They've done more than 100,000 roofs. That is experience. If you had done 100,000 roofs, you would know how to do them right. You might also have found a new career, but not them. They've just plunged even farther into this field they've gotten better and better with every roof wortham brothers roofing company wbroofing.com 972-562-5788 i'm rob with callaway's nursery on preston road in plano we're proud to present this hour of neil sperry's texas gardening and now back to neil thank you rob very very much that is uh, one of their their biggest stores and uh, so congratulations, Rob, on that assignment. You may not be aware of that, but that's quite a prestigious position for him. So good job. All right, we're going to start out our phone calls now. We have uh, three lines that we use. We have one of them occupied. I'm going to give you a little secret. This is your time to call. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. We have Tim in Springtown. First call up. Tim, this is Neil. Good morning. How you doing, sir? I'm well. Thanks for calling. I love the program. I listen all the time. Thank you. I've actually called in before, but uh, this is a totally different topic. Okay. Um, I bought a, uh, a potted avocado tree a year ago, and uh, I wintered it in our greenhouse. It looks really good and all, and uh, I was actually going to go ahead and put it in the ground, and I did a little Googling, and um, it says that uh, you're not supposed to put them in the ground until they're like, I don't know, over six feet tall. And then once you do, you're supposed to keep them pretty shaded for the first couple of years. Um, I don't know much about avocado trees, but I love avocados, so I really don't know. What did it tell you about its winter hardiness? Um. It said that once you get them past their first few years, I think first uh, three or four years, they would be fine in North Texas. I'm really? I'm here locally in Springtown. Um, so I thought, well, crap, but if they're selling them here, surely maybe they'll grow here. Yeah, they sell cigarettes a lot of places, too. This is true. Yeah, it is. And some of the places are now saying, you know, that probably wasn't the best idea. 
Um, You're right. Avocados are are a few varieties. A few varieties are winter hardy as far north, way north to Interstate 10. Do you know where Interstate 10 is? Yes, sir, I do. Yeah. Yeah, not exactly on the outskirts of DFW. Uh, And they they were lost in February of 2021, all of those. uh, Pretty much the entire avocado crop in Texas went down uh, last year. Oh, wow. I I can't recommend them in any way here unless you grow them in pots. And it's going to be pretty hard to get an avocado. I'm breaking your heart, and I apologize, Tim, but I'd rather be honest with you. Um, unless you continue to grow them in pots, and it'll be pretty hard to grow an avocado in a, in a container large enough to get it to fruiting size because they become trees larger than peach trees. And unless you have right. a large greenhouse and a, and a very strong uh, back or some uh, rather... <laughs> now, I almost said something I wouldn't want to say. Some, some uh, very strong friends. We'll just leave it at that and that are yes, willing sir. to help you, it's, it's, it's going to be a struggle. You need to put it on a plant dolly. That's the polite way to say it, so that you can move it around. But they, they are a struggle. I, I'm sorry. Sense. It should never be sold here uh, without, the, without the precondition that's a novelty plant only. Right. Well, I sure am glad I called you. Yeah, I you'd be disappointed because, it, or... yeah, they freeze it even after they've been in the ground. You're correct. When I did the research on avocados for, for my book that I'll be advertising in a moment, I was surprised that they had come as far north as San Antonio. There are some varieties that will grow in San Antonio. They're not the ones that we commonly see in groceries. Um, and and there's a lot that I don't know about avocados. I'll tell you what, if you – let me – I work off my laptop here. Let me find my fruit and nut resource uh, page because I'll give you a bulletin number. Have you looked at the Texas A&M Bulletin on avocados? No, sir. Okay, I can give you that number, and you can get right to it online just a second. All right. And it seems not to be interested in helping me right now. There it comes. And there it comes. It is E-H-T, like extreme, extremely high temperatures, uh, E-H-T-018. And it's just called avocados. And it's okay. written by, it's written by, oh, goodness, they couldn't find anybody good. The department head in horticulture, the extension project leader in extension horticulture, and then another renowned horticulturist out of extension horticulture, three best in the state. And they've written the whole, mm. the whole deal on avocados in Texas, all the varieties, where they're adapted, how to get them started. Well, I think you've already answered my question. Well, no, read that because it may give you some some tips on what to do, and if you know your variety, then you're all set. Okay, it sounds good. I really appreciate the help. All right. Call me back. I'll promise not to break your heart quite so badly next time, I hope. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you, Tim. Uh Bye-bye. All right. His line is open. That number is 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. We'll be right back, and I'll go to Buck in University Park. First, however, I need to tell you about the fifth printing of Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. We are taking hundreds and hundreds of copies to the post office each uh, Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm going to be doing a lot of signing tonight 
and looking forward to it. And let me tell you why this is happening. I am selling out all remaining copies of the fifth printing at a very large discount. The uh, sixth printing is um, ready to ship. I got the message on Friday, and I need to get these fifth printings out of the way. I've told them I, I don't have room yet, but soon will. Uh, the the sixth printing will be thirty eight ninety five. All the price rises everybody else is facing. I had to face because of the paper uh, backup. We had to wait five months to get the paper to print it, and so I hoarded the fifth printings to make sure I could get through the spring. Well, I'm, I've gotten through the spring, but I have uh, I have another pallet or two of the fifth printings, and I'd like to offer them to you at thirty two ninety five. The sixth printing will be thirty-eight ninety-five, and there are just two paragraphs different uh, in the in the sixth printing, and they refer to the the cold spell of uh, February twenty twenty-one. You lived through that probably if you were here, you did. And uh, my main comments about it are that um, we got extremely cold, and it proves that that uh, plant hardiness zone map of uh, nineteen ninety is correct, and the uh, twenty twelve one. Underestimated how cold it could get in most parts of Texas. It's basically it. The book is otherwise the same. 840 photographs, 200, uh, 344 pages. My photographs, uh, all 844 of them, 840 of them, are um, going to help you uh, pick the best plants, identify the problems, and do the right things. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2, I've never put in a book before. It's a 48-page calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of your plants. Chapters 3 through 11 are incredibly detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns and fruit and vegetables. Now, I worked a month on each one of these chapters. I worked a year on this book. I worked a lifetime to learn what I put into this book, and you get it now for only thirty-two ninety-five. That price will not be repeated. Oh, it won't be repeated once I sell out of these fifth printing books. Each book comes to you signed. I don't sign them until I sell them, and so this is your chance. The best way to buy it to make sure you get a copy is to order right now online at neilsperry.com. It is not in stores. It's not on Amazon. Don't go in there looking for a copy of the book. Order it online at my website, or you can call my office tomorrow. That's 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But it uh, is better if you go to the website, N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Satisfaction guaranteed. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is Neil Sperry for Advanced Foundation Repair. I hope you never need their services, but if you do, you will be so glad they're available. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the house. Give them a call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. They are the best. I know from firsthand experience. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone 
is welcome. Thank you, Tommy, very, very much. A wonderful pastor. That's our church. Please join us. First United Methodist Church, downtown Dallas, sharingtheheart.org. If you're thinking about replacing your old window treatments, if the Venetian blinds have just crumbled and are bent and look through a, look like a cannonball went through them, you need sunburst shutters. I hope that you will contact them and have them come to your home with samples that they'll hold up in your windows and you'll engage them in conversation because then you will discover you are nice people. I like having you around. That's what we did. I think you will as well. But more than that, you'll also love the sunburst shutters. You know why I like that idea? Because you'll think of this recommendation every time that you look at them, every time that you open them and shut them, every time that you realize how they are keeping the heat out in the summer and keeping the cold out in the winter. They are the most energy-efficient shutters in America. That's partly because, mainly because, they're made of polywood. It's a man-made material. They're not wood. That also is why they're so light tight because they are custom made to fit every opening opening by opening by opening in your home that's pretty spectacular so there are several more reasons that you want sunburst shutters and let me tell you another one they don't crack or warp or split or peel these are plantation style shutters two and a half three and a half or great big four and a half inch louvers bigger the louver fewer the lines call for that estimate let them bring samples it's 214-343-2601 sunburstshutters.com neil sperry and callaways go back since our nurseries opened i'm carol dreyer with callaways in houston and now back to neil all right, thank you, Carol. And in Houston, they're known as Cornelius Callaways. They bought the Cornelius chain. Folks, I need to just recommend to you, there's just so much to get done at this time of year, and this is a time to fertilize almost all of the plants that you are growing. The same fertilizer is probably going to work quite well on every plant that you're trying to grow. For example, you need a high nitrogen or all nitrogen lawn fertilizer with 30 to 40% of that nitrogen in slow release form. That's the important thing to remember. So keep it in mind, and you can use that on your vegetables, on your flowers, on your turf grass and trees. High nitrogen or all nitrogen, 30 to 40% in slow release form. The Wild Birds Unlimited stores report that my, uh, migrating ruby-throated and black-chinned hummingbirds are present. Need to get those hummingbird feeders up and filled with a solution that is four parts of water and one part of sugar. No food coloring, please. And they recommend, and I do too, the High Perch Hummingbird Feeder filled with that mixture. And you will have really good success. The High Perch Feeders are the best made hummingbird feeders anywhere you will find. Come in several different sizes. Get at least a couple and hang them 20 feet apart so that the birds can migrate back and forth between them. And remember, they all have all the nesting feeds that you might want as well. And the advice and the friendship and the enthusiasm. Three of their stores joined together to sponsor my radio broadcasts and my eGardens newsletter. David's store is at 5715 West Lover's Lane next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center, just west of the tollway. Ron's store at his new location in East Dallas, 5708 Abrams, one block south of Northwest Highway. And Birdie's store in McKinney, 3001 South Harden Boulevard. And that's just south of El Dorado, just south of Tom Thumb. That's Wild Birds Unlimited, wbu.com slash dfw. 
bringing people and nature together, Wild Birds Unlimited. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. Two high-level American officials are in Ukraine today. I'm Dennis Martin from the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. Chevrolet.com, WBAP, first traffic and weather on the ones. Construction has closed HOV lanes both east and westbound I-30 between Jim Miller Road and Northwest Drive. A big repaving project is closing various lanes of Preston Road at various times in both directions between 635 and McCallum Boulevard. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. And now the WBAP forecast. Cloudy, breezy, muggy today. Good chance for some late day showers and storms. The high should hit 82 degrees. There'll be showers and storms through the night. And then Monday, storms in the morning. Breezy, much cooler the rest of the day. Monday's high temperature, 68. Right now, it's 70 degrees in Dallas, 71 in Fort Worth. Ukraine's president is meeting today in Kyiv with two high-level Biden administration officials. Volodymyr Zelensky has said he expects the Americans to bring with them specific weapon and security guarantees. The Texas military department says the two migrants a National Guard soldier was trying to save when he drowned in the Rio Grande were involved in illegal drug trafficking. The body of the missing soldier has not yet been found. The migrants were in the custody of Customs and Border Patrol. For the first time since the start of the pandemic, the COVID threat level in Dallas County has been reduced to the green level. Despite that, Dallas County Judge Clay Jenkins still wants residents to get their COVID booster shots. There's no question uh, as to your, your third shot. You need that third shot, that third booster you can find one for free very near you at covid.gov. Uh, I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day. Stay informed on the latest with the Russian war on Ukraine with News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FM HD 2 and WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis. Callaway's Nursery sponsors this entire hour all year long. They've done that for many years, and I thank them for that. You know what would be great would be if you would thank them for that the next time you go into a Callaway's, which ought to be today. They're your source of developing a lasting green and lush lawn that you've always wanted. Palmetto St. Augustine, a favorite in our area for the dark green wide blades that form a carpet under your feet. Purchase 18-count trays from Callaway's Nursery to fill in areas of your landscape. Simply plant the plugs, fertilize, and watch it spread. That's Palmetto, St. Augustine from Callaway's. The certified experts at all of their DFW locations know that now is the time to fertilize, also the time to plant that palmetto. For new lawns, they recommend Callaway's Premium Lawn Food. 
It's formulated with the correct ratio of primary essential nutrients for Texas lawns. For established lawns that have been fed more than three times, Callaway's Premium Lawn Food Phosphorus Free is the way to go. It has triple source of nitrogen as well as extra iron, sulfur, and other trace elements. This would be perfect for what I just referred to in my tip just right before the news. Both lawn fertilizers include AquaTurf, which allows water to absorb into the soil more evenly. New or established Callaway's Nursery has the right lawn fertilizer. Love plants, helping people, and spending time outside, you can become a part of this great team. Callaway's is now hiring at all of their locations, including their new store, opening soon in Prosper. Stop by, apply, and join their Texas-grown team today. Shop local at their community stores or order online at Callaway's.com. Take advantage of their quick and easy curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week for your convenience. That's Callaway's Nursery. They are life lived beautifully. Callaway's.com. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. It's good to just keep you in the know. Available on your smart devices. All you have to do is ask. Hey, Google, play WBAP. I want to tell you about my electronic newsletter, Neil Sperry's eGardens. It's better than ever. Now, we have five stories each week, or six, depending on how you count them. And one is always a featured plant of the week, something that is current and hot and active, or something that you need to plant right now. I always have gardening this weekend things that need to be done in the ensuing three or four days. There's so much going on this time of year, you really need to check that one because if you wait two or three weeks, you might miss something very critical that needs to be done at a timely manner. And then we always have had a featured question of the week. And for eGardeners, uh, eGardens subscribers only, I have a, a way of sending questions to me only for eGarden subscribers. Now, I can't answer all of them, but I take those that are of greatest general interest and reply to those each week. I'm starting it this week. There was a swell of them, and I'm going to try my best to see how it works out. So uh, you can take a look and see what you think for eGarden subscribers, and uh, that's going to be fun. I think it may add about five days of work. Seriously, it looks like it could at least add a, a day or two of work to my work week, which was full already at all. I'll spend a lot of time this afternoon working on those, but it's fun. It's going to be good. That's it, eGardens. You have to sign up for it. It's free and always will be. I'll never spam you. I don't give or sell your email address to anybody. That wouldn't be very nice, would it? So you sign up for it at my website, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. You can see a sample of it there. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaway's help you. I'm Kenny Milas from the Fort Worth Stonegate store. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Kenny, very, very much. Now we go back to those phone lines. I have one line open at 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. Buck is in University Park, then we'll go to Greg. Buck, how can I help you? Uh, Neil, thanks for taking my call. I have got four crepe myrtles in the backyard, uh, three are in the ground, one's in a pot, and all four of them got what I guess is uh, powdery mildew because it was on the, but it was on the trunks, not really the leaves. And I guess that's probably the same thing. And I put something on it last after after I kept looking at it for a while. I went ahead and put something on it. Uh, the what, active ingredient what, is what color? What color is it, Buck? 
the the mildew. Yes, sir. It's white. It, it looks like the old fake spray flocking you put on a Christmas tree. All right. And when did you first see it? I wish I had noted that, but it was like maybe mid midsummer. All right. I think. I, I rather suspect that that's not powdery mildew. Powdery mildew will not show on the trunk of crepe myrtles. It will show on twigs, brand new, soft, succulent twigs in May. Um, do you remember the variety that you have? I, I two the two that I first noticed it on were, uh, well, one's a black diamond in a pot, uh, one and the two are Sarah's favorites. Those are the ones I planted last. It had to be after it had to be after June because I planted them from Callaways in June. All right. Um, okay, let me let me just back up a long ways and let's start this uh, this explanation uh, completely over. Uh, Powdery mildew is a, a fungus that will show up in, in May and maybe into early June last year. We had a lot of moisture in May. It is not necessarily spread by moisture, but it is present in cool, moist conditions. And it will show up on Lagerstromia indica primarily. Black diamond, I think, is probably an indica. I don't know its lineage as much. It was not discussed when it was introduced. Uh, it is from the breeding work of Cecil Pounders in Poplarville, Mississippi. And uh, it was, I won't get into a lot of detail, but it was not put through quite as much scrutiny as the, uh, as the, the Lagerstromia forii hybrids that Dr. Don Egoff bred at the United States National Arboretum in Washington, D.C. in the late 60s, 70s, 80s, and early 90s. I worked alongside Don for a little bit of time while I worked for the Extension Service, and he was ruthless. He was looking for mildew resistance. You could have had you could have had a bright orange crepe myrtle, or a blue crepe myrtle, and if it had mildew, he would never have introduced it. He might have used it for breeding stock, but if it showed any mildew, it was not going to be introduced and named. That would not be said for any other breeder that I've ever known. He uh, had 200,000 seedlings, introduced 29 by name. Um, and wow. and uh, Sarah's favorite white has quite a story because Don Egoff sent out 300 seedlings that he considered to be worthy uh, to several nurseries and to Benny Simpson at the A&M Center. And that's where I got to work with Don Egoff because I was working there as an extension worker. And out of those 300, seven were selected. And and the and Benny was told to dig up, throw away all the others, and so there are only seven left on that acre. Um, Tom Dodd Nursery in Sam's, Alabama, had eight left. He did not dig up one that he was supposed to, because his wife said, "That's my favorite." His <laughs> wife Sarah, and so he introduced it as Sarah's favorite white. It is a sister seedling of Natchez. And it's better than Natchez. And thank heavens that Tom Dodd <laughs> broke the rules because it's a beautiful white. But that, that one will not get mildew. What you're probably seeing is crepe myrtle bark scale on the trunk. And it may be the old skins after, after ladybugs have eaten the scales. I don't know what it is. But if you'll go to crepemyrtletrails.org and look under pest control on the website, I wrote a lot of what's on that, and, and Dr. Mike okay. Merchant wrote a lot also. You'll see some photographs that will probably show you what you saw, and you can confirm it that way. 
C-R-A-P-E, CrepeMyrtleTrails.org. Great. I'll take a look at that then. All right. So I was putting what I was putting on there was this fungicide, and that probably wasn't the right thing to put on there. That's correct. Not if not if what you saw was crepe myrtle bark scale. Uh, crepe myrtle bark scale will give off a sticky honeydew that will coat the trunks and the leaves, and then you get sooty mold, which is black, and that's what everybody said. Oh, I've got this black stuff. I was asked that in Crockett yesterday. I said, no, that's that's not the problem. The problem is what the precursor is, the insect that, that gives rise to the honeydew that gives rise to the sooty mold. you got to get rid of the insect, whether it's crepe myrtle bark scale or whether it's aphids, crepe myrtle aphids. And the time to do that, and I'll be talking about that in eGardens and here on the air in about uh, two weeks, is to use a soil drench of imidacloprid in mid-May, and that will get rid of the bark scale. Just mark, you can mark okay. that one down right now. Imidacloprid is a very common systemic insecticide. And, Buck, you've probably, I know you listen a lot, you've probably heard me spell that for people, but for others yes. I'll do it. It's I-M-I-D-A-C-L-O-P-R-I-D. It's in the fine print on a lot of labels, imidacloprid. That's also at Crepe Myrtle uh, trails.org in pest control. Excellent. Well, I'm, I looks like I'm, I've got, I'm going to be in time to take care of it this year. Absolutely. Hey, I appreciate right. your call. Always good to hear from you. Thanks for your help. Thanks, my friend. All right. Let's see where we are. Time was, let's go to Greg in North Dallas. Greg, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for having me. Hey. Yes, sir. Been listening to you since the eighties as a kiddo with my Thank you. It's been uh, enjoyed enjoyed your show. Uh, listen, I live in uh, in North Dallas in a new backyard, uh, new home, and I've got a five foot retaining wall and then another eight foot fence on top of that. It's about fourteen feet high. It runs about sixty feet, and we're trying to cover it up with a vine, um, something that uh, will cover pretty much all the fence and get good coverage. And I'm, I've been contemplating putting a wire trellis, nail uh, it into the fence or something like that. But in terms of what type of vine we should use, you know, perennial would be great. We'd probably be open to something that's fast-growing that'll, that'll pretty much get full coverage the first couple months of the season. I don't know if that exists. We've had a lot of success in the past with cypress vine. Um, it's real pretty, the red flowers, but um, it does get kind of moundy if you don't, uh, you don't have your kind of trellis the right way. So just curious mm-hmm. if you'd, you'd have any suggestions. Well, good for you. For uh, I don't think I've ever had a caller call and say, I like cypress vine. Usually, I'm, I'm predicting what I'm about to say. Usually, I have a blank stare when I suggest cypress vine. I don't know what I'm talking about. But I'm on radio, so I don't get to see the blank stares. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's, a, that's a lovely vine, but it is very much annual. So you're going five plus six. You're going 11 feet up. Probably 14. It's going to be about 1,000 square feet coverage. Uh, uh, but, yeah, 14 feet high. All right. Um, I, to do that with an annual would, would be such a drastic change every year, you know, from starting in the spring with little seedlings starting up the wall, starting the climb, and by midsummer they're two-thirds away up. And I, you're welcome to do it. And if you had a really good trellising system, cypress vine can be heavy. Uh, when you say clumpy, I agree, and it's clumpy at the top and it's heavy. It could I worry about the wood fence whether it would pull it into your yard, um, and so I'd be very guarded unless you can put guy wires to the neighbor's house or something. <laughs> 
So uh, <laughs> probably your best bet would be something a little bit lighter. Um, and, and any vine will have some weight to it. Evergreen vines or semi-evergreen that I can think of that would work would be, uh, and I think of two, would be Carolina jessamine and, and a cross vine. Um, and both of them with uh, more than just wires, more than just casual wires. I might even be tempted to invest in some kind of a wrought iron trellis that could be freestanding or pipe, uh, pipe frame, especially for the cross vine. Might be a, a nice idea if you could get some black. Uh, 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 I'm thinking about whether that would be too hot. Is it in sun? Yeah, it's a western-facing and a north-facing fence, so they both get pretty pretty. Full, full hot yeah, I, I don't I don't know how hot the black would be, but but they're going to get covered by the vine anyway. So maybe the the galvanized uh, pipe, um, and then put it in concrete and raise the concrete up enough that it wouldn't rust or something. I I, I need to think on that one a little bit better as to as to what would be the best uh, uh, material for the construction of a of a pipe frame. There's, there'd be something prettier, or a nice wrought iron. It could be made and probably wouldn't have to be terribly expensive. But I think that would be uh, that would be something nice if you're trying to cover both things. Uh, if you're trying to cover only the the retaining wall, then Boston ivy would be good. But you would not want that to climb and adhere to the wood. Got it. Got it. And all these options. How, how long would it take for them to really fill out and cover my whole fence? Not that I want instant gratification, but. Probably, uh, probably on Carolina Jessamine, three years on Crossvine, probably two, maybe three, and on Boston Ivy on the just the base, probably a year. Uh, it's pretty fast, uh, but that's only going up five feet. So, got it. Yeah, that's why we like the the cypress vine that grows like a weed. It's probably well, it does. Like. It does, but look what you have uh, on the day after the first freeze. Yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank have you, you I really appreciate it. Have you considered putting uh, putting some, some tall, something like Oakland Holly or uh, uh, Teddy Bear Magnolias or something like that? You do need something to break up the starkness of what looks like a fortress back there. What about, it is. My, what about Ornelli or Stevens? Do you have any lateral room? Is it a really, a really narrow area? It's a small area, so we're trying to save real estate so the kids can play in the backyard. That's why you know, I, I asked. Exactly. I, I thought about it, Italian cypresses. No. But I know it's a fungus here in Dallas. Yeah, thank Someone you. Someone told me a Taylor juniper is a great substitute for Italian cypress. Which one? A Taylor juniper. Taylor. I'd be very careful. I don't know the, I don't know the susceptibility of uh, that particular juniper to fomopsis, the disease. All of the upright conifers seem to have something that tags along with them uh, that, that gets them. The ceridium canker on the cypress and, and fomopsis um, and other uh, diseases. Uh, if you look up on Clemson and Auburn, uh, they have a big write-up on the diseases of the upright junipers. Uh, Blue Point is especially bad. That's where you can find the, the real write-ups on them. But uh, skyrocket and and I had my favorite of the upright junipers was Spartan. I love that thing because it's not quite so columnar, but I lost both of mine to it, and I just nah. so that's where I turned to Oakland Holly because it is uh, pretty decidedly upright and uh, and and a lot more dependable. And is it spread wide or does it stay pretty pointy like a you can you can keep it you can keep it uh, more upright. 
you have hmm. to trim it a little bit, but you don't you, you don't trim it like an Italian cypress. It will be wider than Italian cypress. Have a good nursery show it to you because they are sold uh, pruned pretty tight so that they can get them in the in the uh, wholesale nurseries, get more of them per square foot. That's a really pretty plant. I will warn you, all of these plants, when you buy large plants in, in uh, pots, need to be watered by hand for the first two years. You've been paying attention, I can tell by your questions. Uh, but you need to water these by hand, and most especially the, uh, the, the uh, hollies, because they don't wilt. And I see so many big hollies that cost a lot of money dry up before people realize it. Um, I saw about 200 of them at a major industry in McKinney. They took really good care of them while they were in pots waiting their turn to be planted for about six months while a construction job was finished. There might have been 300 of them along a road. And once they planted them in the ground, they counted on the sprinkler irrigation to water them, and they lost half of them. So don't let that happen to you. But I'm but glad you might... told me that. I'm planning, yeah. I'm planning some Eagleston tree form hollies. We're building a pool. We're putting those against the other side of the fence. So Eagleston? I'm glad Eagleston hollies, the tree oh. form? Oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. Well, that's, that's, a, that's an Ilex opaca hybrid, and it will yellow after a few years. I'm really sorry to be derailing things for you, but be careful. It will, it will turn yellow. Well, that's good to know as well. Uh, I bought any, them from a tree farm already, but maybe they'll change them out. Uh, they should. It should not be sold in the alkaline black clay. It would be fine in the mid-cities where they have the red soil. But look up um, look up its lineage, and, and you'll see that uh, it, has, uh, it has parents that are uh, Ilex opaca and um, some of the other southeastern hollies. It's really a great – it's a beautiful holly, but like uh, – uh, like Savannah and some of the others, it, it turns yellow. I pointed out a Savannah holly yesterday in McKinney that's about 10 years old, 12 years, uh, to my wife. And I said, that's why it's called Savannah. And Eagleston is, is one that has caught everybody's attention. And East Palatka is one of my favorite large hollies. It's a sister or cousin to Eagleston. And someday I'll live where I can grow that one, but I haven't yet. Be careful. Well, i got to run. Better. Yeah. Be careful. Appreciate your call, Greg. Take care. All right, need to get a break in, then we come back. We have Doug in Salado. And uh, let me tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I point out things like that in my book so that hopefully I can help you avoid any mistakes that you might be making. Uh, and I have an unexpected opportunity that will save you money on the book. I need to clear out the fifth printing. Sixth printing, I got the word uh, Thursday that the sixth printing is finished. And they are bringing them to the warehouse. And I said, well, I really, because I hoarded so many of the fifth printing, thinking i got to get through the spring somehow. And, uh, and so I still have a couple of pallets of them left. And I have put them on sale for the last three or four weeks at thirty-two ninety-five, trying to clear out that inventory so that I can get the sixth printing in for you. However, the sixth printing is going to be thirty-eight ninety-five, fifth printing thirty-two ninety-five. And uh, we can ship it to you right away. Uh, this is a book that is on high-quality paper. It's a hardback. I self-published it so I could have Carolyn Skye as my editor and Cindy Smith as my graphic designer. And I sign every copy as it sells. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed. 344 pages, 840 of my photographs. And it, um, 
is written for every county in the great state of Texas. It covers all aspects of outdoor gardening, and it covers uh, lawns, landscapes, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening. covers it all. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar that tells you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of your plants. And there are charts in it that tell you the, the best trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, all of those, and how I would grade all of them and where they are best adapted in Texas. So mistakes like we I just tried to point out will not be made. I just want you to succeed in gardening. Like I say, your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll give you a full refund if you don't think this book has saved you more than it costs you. And it only is costing you $32.95 as long as I have fifth printing books left, which will not be long. We're taking hundreds to the post office every week. So here's how you order it. You, uh, you, it's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. The, uh, there is a big supply sitting in my garage waiting for me to sign them tonight, to be very candid. The two ways you can order, one is from my website. That's the better way, Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Or you can call my office Monday through Friday, business hours, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. But the better way is at N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Thank you very much. Let me tell you about a uh, company, a lot of talk these days about Made in America, but let's talk about something that's been made in America for 90 years. Mueller Metal Roofing and Steel Buildings, made right here by people who care about quality of both materials and workmanship. That's Mueller. Whether it's a metal roof for your home or a custom steel building, maybe even a shed or a greenhouse with a backyard, Mueller means quality. Mueller has four manufacturing facilities right here in the USA, and with 33 branches for sales and service, there's a Mueller location near you. When you choose Mueller for metal buildings or roofing, you're choosing the best quality products to protect your family and your property. And you're supporting local jobs and local families, ordinary hardworking folks who are proud to provide a product that's made right here in America. When a company's been around 90 years making customers' dreams come true, they're doing something right. Visit MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, 877-268-3553. They're Mueller, they're made in America, and they're made to last. Mueller, Inc., 
Callaways.com. We at Callaways are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Nathan Smith from the Mansfield Callaways, and we're proud to be sponsoring this segment of the program. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Nathan, very, very much. And what do we have, Mike? A minute? Is that all? Got to go now. We will be back, and so stay uh, stay with us. And uh, I'll come back and go to Doug in Salado right after uh, we have a little bit of news. You're talking about right now, Mike? 